pondering the parables. We have been, we have been doing that in recent weeks, considering the parables of the Lord Jesus, and here we have another parable as told by the Saviour. It's found there in verses 5 to 8. And he said unto them, that is unto his disciples, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. There is the parable. According to the gospel record, there is no subject that the Lord Jesus spoke more frequently about, perhaps apart from his redemption work on Calvary, but there's no subject that the Lord Jesus spoke more about than prayer. He often spoke about prayer in his sermons. <coughs> and he was often engaged in prayer during his public ministry and service. It was at the close of one of those prayer times that he was challenged with the word, Lord, teach us to pray. When I look at those words, the opening words of that chapter, I see the Lord praying in a certain place. And the disciples coming to him, and they hear him pray. You'll notice they did not interrupt him. But we are told that when he ceased, and so there those disciples came upon the Lord as he prayed, and rather than interrupt him, they stood listening to him pray. And when he had ceased, one of his disciples Ask the Lord, teach us to pray. Sometimes those words are misquoted. Have you ever heard someone say, maybe in their own prayer, Lord, teach us how to pray? Well, that disciple didn't say that. He didn't say, Lord, teach us how to pray. He did say, Lord, teach us to pray in other words 
after the disciples stood there and listened to Christ pray did they realize you know we don't know how to pray we don't know a thing about prayer and so that's one disciple said to the Lord Lord teach us to pray we realize that our prayers come far short of that so Lord come and teach us to pray <coughs> you know that one disciple whoever it might have been holds a very unique place in the gospels do you know he's the only disciple in the four gospels who asked the Lord to be taught about prayer no other disciple no other follower of Christ asked the Lord to teach them to pray or teach them about prayer we read the words again then one of his disciples just one ask the Lord teach us to pray does this not highlight for us highlight for us the truth it highlights for us surely that there is a general lack there is a general lack of interest in prayer among the followers of Christ only one disciple asked them Lord teach us to pray and he's the only disciple in all four gospels to ask the Lord to be taught about prayer as it says surely that highlights for us the general lack of interest that there is in prayer and knowing more about prayer this reminds us also that this one disciple who spoke to the Lord after he and the others had listened to the Lord pray it also emphasizes that we need to be taught more about prayer we need to be taught more about prayer for there is a natural resistance to prayer so we need the Lord to teach us to pray this is what the psalmist said Psalm 11 verse 18 quicken us make us alive quicken us and we will call upon thy name see there the psalmist is speaking about being quickened about being revived being stirred up to pray he evidently felt his lack of interest as well quicken us and we will call upon thy name surely we acknowledge we need the Lord to quicken us if we are to have any interest in prayer at all you think of them 
You think of how privileged we are when we come to pray. We're welcome at the throne of grace. When we pray, there's a welcome awaiting us at the throne of grace. There's a willingness of God to answer our prayers. There's a willingness on his part to hear us. To listen to what our burdens are. And there's the privilege, listen, there's the privilege of hearing us mere mortals. Made of the dust of the ground. Able to speak with the Almighty in heaven. What a privilege. And what an honor that is. We look at the Lord's reply to this disciple's request. You look carefully, you'll find there are five divisions. Five divisions. In the Lord's teaching the subject of prayer. From verses 2 to 4, the Lord gives the pattern for prayer often referred to as the Lord's Prayer but really it's a pattern prayer a pattern for us to follow so verses 2 to 4 is the pattern prayer verses 5 to 8 the Lord is speaking about persevering in prayer verses 9 and 10 the Lord deals with promises or prayer then in verses 11 and 12 the Lord draws our attention to the product of prayer what prayer produces and then finally verse 13 they have the power of prayer when the Lord speaks about the Holy Ghost how much more how much more will God give us the Holy Ghost to them that ask? And we want to know power in prayer, and we not want to know power to live the Christian life. We need the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, although we come to us through prayer. You look again regarding the divisions. The first part the Lord emphasizes how we are to address the Lord how we address him our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name something we should always remember when we're talking to the Lord God of heaven you know, some people refer to the Lord as if they're talking about somebody down the street. Lord Jesus says, When ye pray, pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed. Hallowed be thy name. And the other four segments, the Lord emphasizes 
how we may receive answers from the Lord through prayer in these words of the Lord we not only have the five divisions but notice also there is a firm development we notice how one section builds upon the other this was the Lord remember teaching his disciples about prayer notice how each lesson from the divine teacher builds one upon the other beginning with the pattern for prayer the Lord proceeds to dealing with persevering in prayer to encourage us to persevere the Lord makes the promise ask and it shall be given you there's a promise that would encourage us to pray us and it shall be given you and if we persevere knowing God has promised to answer we will enjoy the products of prayer the answers to our prayers and in turn that will lead us to power in prayer through the Holy Ghost again remember this is the Lord teaching his disciples and teaching us and the Lord had a lot to teach there in those verses and then to emphasize what he has already taught the Lord tells his disciples gives his disciples a parable parable we read in there verses 5, 6, 7 and 8 and as we look at this parable we're dealing with the midnight caller the midnight caller and here we have then regarding the midnight caller here we have the visitor's arrival he arrived at midnight <coughs> this man's friend arrived at his home at a most unexpected time he had not planned or prepared for this visitor to come and certainly not at midnight and so here we see first of all a problem a problem this man on a journey came to his friend's house wanting three loaves but his friend didn't have three loaves that was the problem he said a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and have nothing to set before him that was the problem the, the unexpected arrival of his friend caused a great difficulty a difficulty that forced him to go to his friend and seek bread from him you know sometimes in the providence of God we are faced with difficulties that come upon us unexpectedly 
not prepared for them come suddenly and unexpectedly difficulties which prompt us to go immediately to our friend to the one who hears our prayers and is able is able to supply our need we go to the Lord when something happens to it suddenly we didn't expect we can go to the Lord he is our friend after all we can go to the Lord and seek an answer from him an answer that will only come our way through persistence through persevering prayer that's what the Lord's teaching in the parable as well as the problem you have the period we are told that this visitor arrived at his friend's house at midnight his arrival came at most inconvenient time he came at a time when well most people were either preparing to go to bed or were already in bed and what would he do then he's come to his house at midnight what would he do would he go outside his house and seek help he could easily have said well it's most inconvenient for me and I'm just about to go to bed the lateness of the hour could have been his excuse could have could have been his excuse for not seeking to help his friend he could have used that as an excuse and so it is so it is the flesh will always supply us with an excuse yea a variety of excuses for not giving time to prayer if you know and love the Lord you know how true that is any excuse at all the devil giveth to us to keep us from the throne of grace the flesh would have rebelled against going out at midnight to petition a neighbour to seek bread for his traveller who came to his house if we are to have our needs met we must conquer the flesh conquer the flesh and seek God in prayer anyway anyway we notice also the path the path you look carefully at the words of verse 6 a friend of mine in this journey is come to me the path of the traveller 
led him to this house of his friend at midnight. And you go by the margin. You'll see those words in his journey. Friend of mine in his journey came to me at midnight. By the margin renders those words in his journey as out of his way. Isn't that interesting? He went out of his way. He went out of his way to seek bread. He went out of his way. He had one friend and he felt he could depend upon. So he went out of his way to go to that house to seek bread for his traveller friend that arrived. So the friend must go to his neighbour and petition him for bread. The traveller was depending on him. <coughs> the traveller was depending on him. After all, he had gone out of his way to go to his house to get three loaves. You know something? A lot of people depending on our prayers. A lot of people depending on our petitions. Remember reading a story about a missionary. They're serving the Lord in some far off land. And he returned home unexpectedly. And he went to his own church, his own congregation. He took his place somewhere at the back of the church. At the end of that meeting, he went home very disappointed. Because he said nobody in his home church prayed for him. He was in the mission field and nobody in his church remembered him in prayer. That would have been heartbreaking. Remember I often Paul said, Brethren, pray for us. Don't forget to pray for us. And depending on your prayers. Wrestle with me in prayer. Pray for us. We think of those who are depending on our prayers. Those who have left home, family, friends gone out to some far off land. A lot of people depending on our prayers. You know the sick are depending on our prayers. You know how often I've said that it is an encouragement, it is a comfort when those when those who are led aside know we've been remembering of it, remembering them at the throne of grace. It's a comfort to them just to know they're being held up in prayer. They're being supported in prayer.
We notice also then not only the visitor's arrival, but there is here a vigorous appeal. A vigorous appeal. This man in our story suddenly finds himself with a problem that he could not solve. He didn't have three loaves. But he did have someone he could go to. He did have someone he could turn to. <coughs> even at such a late hour. That leads us to consider the person. The person that he turned to. The person he was able to turn to is simply described we're not given his name he's simply described as a friend he would go to his friend at midnight and seek three loaves for the traveller who had come to his house he just described them as a friend but you're a believer but we have a friend as well a friend is one who loveth at all times in times of poverty in times of prosperity that's what a friend is he's not a fair weather friend he remains our friend no matter what a friend is one we're very close to. Yea, even closer than a brother. A friend is one to whom we may reveal our hidden secrets. Things that we would not tell others about. But we have a friend who's so close to us, we would share our burdens with that person we would share those hidden secrets of our hearts with that friend a friend is one who knows us and loves us and indeed would sacrifice for us because that person is our friend you know who I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ praise his name he is that friend who loveth at all times he is that friend that sticketh closer than a brother what did Joseph Scriven write the man who our school here is named after Joseph Scriven what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. See, we can go to our friend day or night. There's no time as inconvenient for him. No. 
He has such a friend. He'll hear what they have to say and what we have to tell them about all our trials, our troubles, and our tribulations. He is our friend. We notice also not only the person but the problem. The traveler had come unexpectedly, arriving at midnight, and his friend had nothing to set before him. That was a big enough problem, but added to this, he really needed a solution immediately. If he was going to help his traveling friend, he needed the bread right there and then. He needed a solution immediately. He needed a solution to his problem immediately. And he was prepared, really, to go to any lengths to solve that problem for his friend. You know, sometimes we are faced with problems that need to be dealt with immediately. No. We can't leave it to the end of the week. We can't leave it to the next day. They need to be dealt with immediately. And the Lord is teaching his disciples here and us that in each situation we find ourselves in we must be prepared to go the extra mile. This man who had the traveller come to him at midnight would then leave his own home and go to his friend and seek the loaves of bread. He was prepared to go the extra mile. When we come to pray about certain matters, we need to be prepared to go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Not just say our prayers for a few minutes. Spend an hour in prayer. Maybe two hours in prayer. Need to be prepared to go the extra mile. Over in First Kings chapter 17 verse 19 when a woman's son had died <coughs> First Kings 17 verse 19 and Elijah said unto her give me thy son and he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and led him upon his own bed mark that led the young lad upon his own bed Elijah's bed and cried unto the Lord and said O Lord my God hast thou also brought evil upon this widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son and he stretched himself safe it's another indication we need to go the extra mile we need to stretch ourselves if we're praying for a particular matter 
he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee let this child's soul come into him again. The child revived. The Lord raised him up. And he was able to bring that child down to his mother. But Mark was alive with it. He set the child in his own bed, Elijah's bed. Elijah didn't get much sleep that night. Because the body of the woman's child was lying in his bed. But Elijah did without the sleep. He went the extra mile. pray and to pray for this woman's son you consider the Lord Jesus himself over in Luke chapter 6 we read that the Lord went up into a mountain listen prayed all night He prayed all night. You might say, well, what was so important that the Lord felt the need to pray all night? Well, when he came down from that mount the next morning, he chose his twelve apostles. He chose his twelve disciples. Had an important decision to make. Of course, we know the Lord knows all things, but these things are written for our learning. And because the Lord the next morning had to decide who to choose for his disciples, he spent the night in prayer. What did he do? He went the extra mile. He went the extra mile. So we need to be prepared to go the extra mile. We need to be, as someone just said, we need to be a second mile Christian. We need to go the second mile. You notice also the plea. This man went to his neighbor friend and asked him for three loaves. When you look at this petition, this plea, we have the plea of the helper, the man who was helping out his traveller friend. The traveller friend had come to him at midnight, he was a midnight caller, and he wanted to help him, but had no bread. So he in turn goes to his friend another friend of his and pleads on behalf of his stronger friend so really what you have you have the man in the middle who is a friend of both he is a friend of the traveller and he went to another friend he was like a mediator he was like a mediator 
That's the position we take. We have our missionaries, and they'll send us a request for prayer, and we come together as friends, and together we pray for the missionary. We are, as it were, the in-between people. Let us remember those who again are depending on our prayers. We notice also the plea was heard. And verse 7, we're told, And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise to give them. When the door was shut, but the friend inside still heard him. The door didn't shut out the cry of his friend. His friend inside could still hear him. You know, sometimes when we ask the Lord for something and we don't receive what we're seeking for, how do you feel? Do you feel the Lord hasn't heard you? You pray, no answer. The old devil will come and say, Oh, the Lord's not listening. You feel in your heart, the Lord hasn't heard you. And you get very discouraged. We should always remember something. Delay is not denial. The Lord may delay in answering our prayers. But that doesn't mean denial that he's not going to answer. Remember the Sarah Phoenician woman? The Lord went to the borders of Tyre and Sidon. She heard the Lord was there and she came to him and besought the Lord for her daughter. Have mercy on my daughter. And then we read these words. He answered her not a word. He answered her not a word. Sometimes that's the way it is with us, isn't it? We pray. And yet it seems the Lord has not answered a word we've said. But she persevered. That's the lesson the Lord is teaching you. She persevered. And the Lord did answer her prayer. The Lord did answer her prayer. 
You see how the letting the flea was also hindered. The neighbor said, The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Although the neighbor was unwilling to rise up and open the door, no such exist no such reluctance exists with our God. No, sir. But sometimes it appears to us that the door of blessing is closed. Is that right? Maybe we've been praying for revival. Personal revival. Praying for revival in our nation. Haven't come. Doesn't mean to say the Lord hasn't heard us. <coughs> But it appears to us the door is shut. Sometimes it appears the door of blessing is shut, bolted, and barred. The lesson the Lord is teaching here, listen, the lesson the Lord is teaching here that only by persistent, persevering prayer. Will that door open? That's what the Lord's teaching. Notice the neighbor said, The door is now shut. Now shut. Doesn't mean the same will always be shut. And for us, the door of blessing is now shut. But the Lord exalts his disciples to pray yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needs not just three but as many as he needs that's just so typical of the Lord he'll always give you more than what you're asked for he'll always give more Then you have the petition. Notice this man had a need. What was his need? Let's see those. When he went to his neighbor, what did they ask for? Three those. In other words, he went to his neighbor friend and asked him for what he needed. He needed three loaves. He asked for three loaves. And the Lord here says if he keeps on asking, he'll get us three loaves and even more. What a valuable lesson there is there. There'll be something on our heart. Some need needs to be met. Some soul needs to be saved. Well, when we come before the Lord, we need to focus on that particular need. We need to focus on the need. What is our need? That's what we're to pray about. That's what we're to pray about. <coughs> Finally, 
we say the vital answer. I find it interesting how the Lord concludes this parable about this midnight call. Speaks about the persistence. That's what he's teaching there. In that verse he is. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Because of his importunity, what does that mean? Well, that word importunity means shameless persistence. That's a good word. Can you imagine going with someone to your neighbor's house at midnight and you knock, there's no answer. And you knock again there's still no answer and your friend with you says come on, come on, there's no point knocking the door anymore but you go on ahead knocking that's shameless persistence your friend might say to you, have you no shame at all continuing to knock he's in bed, he's not getting up come on, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow but we go on knocking all knocking with shameless persistence. Now the words are saying, Oh, there's no shame with me, I just keep on knocking. That's what the Lord is teaching. And the Lord expects his people to use shameless persistence and pray for a certain matter. And the Lord says, He will rise and give him Lord expects us to pray this way with shameless persistence remember that next time you come to the throne of grace there's the persistence and there is the proof the proof that such praying brings answers I say unto you verse 9 ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened to you the interesting part of it that verse is the word ask means go on asking the word seek means go on seeking the word knock means go on knocking the Lord's applying the truth that he's just given in this parable in virtue if you pray in this way with shameless persistence What you ask for, you receive. The door you're knocking on will open. If 
we just keep on it. And what you're seeking for, you will find it. A midnight caller. In his action, and how the Lord applied it to the disciples, taught them a lot about prayer. Lord, teach us to pray. And he certainly did teach them to pray. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and is unite now in prayer. Oh, dear Lord, we thank thee for teaching us today about prayer. We know, Lord, there's none knows more about prayer than our dear Saviour. So we're learning today from one who knows all about prayer. Lord, bless this word to every heart. May thy word have spoken to us. Lord, about this intercessory work. Pray for those who are depending on our prayers. And Lord, those prayers that we have offered to thee, be pleased, O Lord, to answer them. We know our prayers are precious to thee. For Lord, thou hast told us they are in the golden vials before the throne. Lord, answer prayer. Be with us now as we part the one from the other. Give each one traveling mercy. Lord, be pleased to return us to thy house this evening. May we might learn more of thee. I am in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We are a mighty portion now and forevermore. Amen.